to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, I have the pleasure of being joined by my co-hosts, reigning FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Ian, back in first place in the FPL, feeling good about yourself right now? Am I? Am I above you two? Nope, incorrect. Is it me then? It must be me then. Nope, not you. Oh, well then no one is. All right, I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Fucking dangle the dream and take it away like that. Come on, Chuck. Give it to us. Brag. Well, the, the the mathematicians amongst you will know that by um, elimination, if Oscar's not top, <laughs> Ian's not top, then I'm then I'm top. Three-way tie? So there we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. No. FPL? Are we doing FPL first? Yeah, why not? I don't <laughs> know. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Let's do FPL up the top. FPL, what a weird game week of things. Uh, actual good scores. I had 74. Ian had 75. Oscar had 62. Um, so, yeah, good things. Um, seems to be about what was the average actually? Do, 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 do. Average was 62 points. Yeah, I'm average every single week. I've been like within a point of the average, which I don't even like. I'm not reading FPL websites and stuff, so I don't know. I just have like a template team, but like by accident. Yeah, so you're you're the average player, exactly. So I'm the, I'm the average yeah, casual. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's me. Just look at my <laughs> Congratulations. team. Congratulations. Um, and whilst we're here, let's talk about the league as well. Um, we do we do have to do an honourable mention, as sadly, um, Oscar, your compatriot, Uber Rodriguez with Guatemala and Cafe Magic has dropped well out of the top 10. No! Uh, now. Oh, he'll be back. They'll be back. I believe it. <laughs> However, and, and we're doing this at the front as well, <laughs> new Patreon announcement! Ah! Friend of Uber Rodriguez, Wilson, has joined us. Thank you very much. Wilson! You've been a lovely addition to the Slack. Even if you did come in and say straight away that Newcastle are better than Palace, but it's fine, you're forgiven. You you can join us too, uh, patreon.com forward slash milesoffsidepod. Um, the link is below. Uh, but let's do our top 10 in uh, joint ninth, we have Lynn Hamer and Johnny Worthington. Uh, they're on 274, sharing that. Then in eighth, Owen Carr, Wee's Wanderers. Seven, Reese Ferguson, big whoop. Uh, sixth, Chris Smith, Chicken Tikka Mosala. It's always classic, always. In fifth, Wild Penenka, last year's proper reigning champion, <laughs> Rob Heppenstall. Fourth, Gabriel Penalosa with Baby Jota. Third, Vin Lee, Vin Lee, Vin Lee, Vin Lee. I'm begging of you, please change your team name. In third, <laughs> second, FTI.DFC by SG. Safira Gold. Gold. Wow, hey! it seemed up by accident. Beautiful on 285 and knocking on the door of 300 on 297 points is Mr. Sam Wan Dam Van Bam. Whoa, Black Bam Bam Lam Damby. With here comes the sun after another cracker, an 83 point week, restoring Goodness, his Sam. lead at the top. Congratulations. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, join our league. We've got like 65 people in it now. The league is joining link is down below in your podcast notes or on the Twitters or DG63MA. Free entry, obs, and the winner gets themselves a mystery shirt. Ooh, mystery. Peter, bro. There we go. Did that at the front. There you go. I apologize to the listeners. We got far too serious. I needed to ask about fish. I needed to ask about other things. Like, this was the banter section. Instead, it turned into FPL. Ian, I especially apologize to you because I know that you drank a whole lot of beers last week in order. Uh, in the oh, background yeah. of Chuck's videos, who also drank a whole lot of beers in a specific order. I know we're in going fast this week, but come on, tell the people about the beer festival that you guys went to. In the background of Chuck's videos. Yeah, that's, that's very much Chuck's videos. With the we did a jizz in it. 
<laughs> Chuck's videos were the main event of the Peterborough Beer Festival. I was just in the background. Screaming jizz at various people's children. Okay, that... Right. Uh, not first people, bad. our own. Yeah, they're our All own right. children, and we drank a beer that looked suspect, like the we. beer. I think it was only me at that point. Yeah, <laughs> you were probably, off the yeah, beer. probably was, actually. Ian was quite drunk at that point, if the videos are to be seen. Yeah. We had mead. Yeah. We did some self-imposed Oscar caveats as well, though, you'll be pleased to know. We started going through the breweries by alphabet and then decided that we could only order beers that had puns in the name. Mm. Um, I love it, I love but, it. It was, well, it fell down on B because I can't remember what the brewery was called, <laughs> but um, the, the beer was called Man, Mangoes Into a Bar and it was supposed to be a mango beer, but it was like, it, it was salty. It was it was savoury mm. mango. It was awful I, business. I had a lovely time in the asbestos capital of the UK. <laughs> it was bloody lovely seeing Ian and his family and meeting his fish and <laughs> yes. uh, the famous e- Milo. eating one of... Eat- this is now the time to reveal why I ate one of them in the middle of the night. Unlucky. Um, check, check your tank to find out which one. Oh, man, am I going to be counting now? But the Peterborough Beer Festival just affirmed to me that I only like fizzy piss water. So uh, <laughs> next time we will we'll be doing Carling, Foster's and Amstel. Bud Lights. Bud Lights at 7.30 in the morning in New York City. Absolutely. Let's talk football. All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We're very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. Usually we have a bit of banter up front. We already got to the FPL, so join our leagues. Click the link in the description. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. Join us. We have a fun Slack where everyone's really wholesome and nice, uh, and various other tiers with various other rewards um, and whatnot and all that good stuff. But... Let's get uh, straight into it, as we always do around these parts, with our famous segment. Rapid, rapid, rapid fire fixtures. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Like I said, there's no, uh, this is where we usually go, but there's no news. So we're just going to go jump straight into the matches themselves. We'll start with, obviously, the most exciting and important one. Brighton 1 leads 0. No, just kidding. Just kidding. We're not going to talk about Brighton leads. Um, But let's go to the highlight of the week, obviously. Uh, This was at 10 a.m. slash 7 a.m. slash 15 p.m. in the UK Saturday. I never know where we're going. When when Oscar says the actual highlight of the week, I genuinely don't know. Like, the Brighton v. Leeds thing... Could have been sincere. You know? And then he says about four different time zones, so I can't even work it out from that either. Soon I'm going to start putting Melbourne time zone in there just for Dave. Love you, Dave. Um, oh, but just, just say the match. <laughs> Man City 4, Palace 2. Man City 2.5 to Palace 0.1. Oh, that was the most exciting match. Oh, okay. <laughs> it probably right, was the most exciting match. It was easily the most exciting match. Chuck going two up against City. That felt nice. The yeah. end result less so, but talk to us. Oh, I didn't watch it. It was at three o'clock, so, yeah. <laughs> right, you were off supporting your local uh, local team, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at work, but sure. Um, yeah, we went 2-0 up against City and then lost 4-2. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't have much. That was nice to go two up inside 25 minutes and mm-hmm. a bit weird. And then uh, nature healed, I guess. <laughs> the oil, <laughs> the oil slick overran nature and just ruined everything. The bastards. Oh dear. Well, I mean, it's a funny one, this, isn't it? Because you um, generated negative xG, I think, but at the same time, can somehow, can somehow zero point one, Ian, zero point one. Okay. That's technically not negative, or <laughs> not negative, minus, no. as the minus, minus numbers, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
somehow can feel aggrieved at losing this match. That's sort of a bizarre situation. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I mean, uh, aggrieved would feel a bit weird and obviously beforehand wouldn't expect anything. But yeah, their own goal early on uh, and then Joachim Anderson scoring, which was great. Um, and then uh, a third goal, which was disallowed because reasons uh, of uh, refereeing incompetency. Um, and no, I will not get down off my pedestal on this one. And then um, apparently it's fine to just kick players in the face now um, at head height and not even get anything, just refs trying to play on. Um, and then I that, know, that was goes head on. to foot. That looked head to foot to me. Oh, Anderson was leaning down. It's, yeah, it's head not, to foot. I saw it with my own eyes. No, just because they're both six foot four doesn't mean if the if the foot and the head are at six foot two that it's it, yeah. It, yeah, it just absolutely baffling. Whether it, and it goes back to the the kind of the same thing for me as with like the Trippier thing on Kevin De Bruyne, and I don't think we actually really talked about it on the pod. But the we fact that, no. that that got changed to a yellow from a red is is mental because. He goes in, studs up, and it's not like the momentum behind it or the whatever people say, the intent or Trippier's in his baffling post-match saying, oh, I'm not that type of player, I didn't mean to, but also then saying, oh, I just needed to bring him down. Yeah, flying I, I in committed a professional at, foul. Yeah. <laughs> flying in at knee height and only missing slightly. It should just be a, well, no, that's, you know, it shouldn't be waiting for the player to get critically injured before something happens, right? that it should be judged on after the fact on the injury. And it does and feel like whether... we're kind of headed that way too. Like you say, you know, we shouldn't have to wait for a player to get critically injured. Like that's where this is going. These refereeing has been out of control for the first three, four weeks, however many weeks it's been. The the example that sticks in my head with the letting them play on from stuff, we've seen it potentially with offside decisions. It happened with Ben Godfrey in the Everton against Chelsea game where the ball went out and then obviously played in. You remember, Oscar, he slid in yep. as a Chelsea player shot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then broke his leg and he's out for three months. All let him play. Brilliant. Um, we're seeing more and more aggressive tackles, which is only going to escalate, um, yep. as it were. You know, I'm not saying that you have to clamp down on everything. Football is still a contact sport, but come on now. Stop, you know, it's still at least got to be blown for fouls. Add into that the potential with five outfield subs and things being made late that we could end up with more soft tissue injuries versus um, players that are then playing for 90 minutes versus potentially a whole new attack. Um, yeah, there's just a lot, that, yeah. There's just a, there's a lot of other sides of it at the minute that feel like, you know, we're, we're also in more fixture congestion um, yep. because as of yesterday, every team that's in Europe has six games in 21 days. Totally fine. Um, it's fine. Not worried. Yeah, so it just seems weird that at this time, coming out of COVID still, when they're playing catch-up with fixtures in in advance of a World Cup, to then be loosening the rules to the point where more injuries and more danger is going to happen, and it's escalated. And so whether or not you see the the Haaland-Don Anderson thing, whatever your club allegiance is, um, because it seems like a lot of Palace fans and a lot of Liverpool fans, obviously, uh, are kind of unified (laughs) in this one, um, that if you put your foot up at that height and get your studs into someone's face, how that's not even a yellow card. Even if you deem that as, you know, the classic was always careless, reckless, or in an aggressive manner. Um, reckless being uh, careless being nothing just a warning reckless being a yellow card and aggressive manner being a red 
that you can't see that as even being close to that and it and it's baffling and then you have Dermot Gallagher the fucking head of referees looking like a sweaty ball bollock talking on Sky <laughs> saying three times how uh, Edward well no actually he said about are you three times so that's good because they look similar don't they brilliant um <clears throat> shouldn't <Awkward>. block <clears throat> kicked kicked the ball out of Edison's hand when he didn't but because the referee instantly blew the the whistle nothing could have been done about that and you're like right why are you so certain in that situation that you, that you can do that but then in other situations where you can let play go on for you know up to a minute at a time and be able to call it back are you fine for a VAR official to look at it I just it's a consistency type thing that no one could have made that decision I mean he didn't kick the ball out of his hands but we'll also never get the extra angles and the extra way of seeing that because oh, and that, also and, the, and, the and that's the could, reason is it because the ref blew up instantly well in in my head because the ref means... because we had it do you remember bright i think it was brighton against palace actually that there was this weird thing where dunk hit the free kick and then the ref blew the whistle when the ball was in the yes, air and the goal the ball went in and he disallowed it and called it back for the free yeah. kick mm-hmm. i think once the whistle goes that signifies the stop of play so what happens afterwards unless it's a foul or a fight or whatever, th- that goal could never have stood, ever. It couldn't be looked at. It couldn't be redone at all. And so, yeah, it's a bit weird because that's why I think Ayu didn't even really react. He just kind of turns to the ref and holds his arms out because he shoots, and but the whistle's already gone. So it's it's kind of irrelevant what he did at that point. And so... You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's a bias of the refs because I will stand by it that there's just incompetency and they they aren't fit for purpose at the level at, 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 at the level they are. It's it's every team we see it every team every week. Just they aren't capable of keeping up, especially now. Especially now we're going to get more. They should be subbing refs at half time for fuck's sake because we're going to see more <laughs> players. Refs okay. have to keep up with the pace of the game, and we're doing everything to increase the pace of the game by wanting uh, to lower stoppages, potentially changing to like a sixty-minute rolling clock so to stop time wasting. Um, you know, all of these things, extra subs. It's only going to speed the game up, and then you've just got these fucking layabouts that just amble up the sides, <laughs> tell their linesmen not to give stuff. Because referees do that, I've said it before, they are fucking arrogant and they don't want assistant referees giving fouls and things like Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. even if they can clearly see, making that position even more redundant. So I find it really baffling. It's something that needs to be sorted out and it also needs to be scalable, I guess, is the main issue. Yeah, you know me. I have like a very, very limited amount of patience for referee talk because, as you said, they it just is like inherently part of the game that they suck and that like mistakes are going to happen. And we tried to do something about it with VAR, but like it still just is people at the end of the day. I think they are fundamentally in an impossible job. Like there should be three referees. There's three referees in a fucking basketball court. We've had this conversation before, right? There should be three referees, not one referee and two assistants, like three equal referees that can all make calls. And if they disagree, the third one's the tiebreaker, like... Very obvious solution, in my opinion, but, like, that's not going to happen, whatever. Um, But it does feel like there's been an uptick, not just in the systematic failings of referees, but, like, in the way that they are refereeing the game specifically in the Premier League, specifically this season. And Mm, with regards to the violence We always see it early as well. Yeah, we always see weird stuff early, but I feel like this year, it's looked like the 1986 World Cup out there. Like, people are just <laughs> hacking down ankles. It's almost like those Maradona ro- rules that came into play after that, like, never came in. It's dirty out there. Like, someone's going to get their fucking leg broken. 
And the referees are just letting it happen. Like every game, every week, there's some like really violent looking foul where I'm like, holy fuck, if he was off by like a quarter inch to the left, like that person's ankle or leg or shin would just be shattered. And instead it's like totally yeah. fine. It's like the Richarlison thing, right? Richarlison Hilarious. should Hilarious be, and deserved. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> he shouldn't he shouldn't be in that game just standing there doing keepy ups. That's how to be. But also he shouldn't get like basically assassinated by two players sprinting in at him opposite angles, like and flipping him upside down. Ian, as the lower table divisions pyramid representative here, the League Two guy. League One, sorry. League, League One, League One. I apologize. League I, one. I caught it before you even said anything. I apologize, okay. sir. I apologize. Still out there. What's your what's your perspective on like violent tackles? Well, first of all, if they get relegated, I instantly lose fifty percent of my posh coins. <laughs> okay. Oh, <fucking> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. No, I think the, the the thing is I think you're you're right in everything you said. The the thing is we we know exactly what's happening. That the, the every every season the referees have these certain directives of how how the how the game's going to be done this season, and they were told to let let, let more it flow. go, let <laughs> it flow, <laughs> and uh, to you doesn't know, matter if their shins give, break. <laughs> specifically, not give penalties unless there's proper contact. To not not give fouls unless there's a serious reason to. And you've seen that. It happens every year. Remember, the, like, was it a season or two ago when they made changes to the handball rule? And there was penalty after penalty after yeah, penalty. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then they yeah. went, oh, this is a bit silly. Exactly. Yeah. There's always this overcorrection and at the yeah. start of the season. And now you see like stupid shit, like the Luca Dina one against Palace, which, yeah, is 100% a penalty. Fuck off. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> wasn't. You got Steve Cook supermanning himself into the air. And then... And then and then in the Man United game, uh, right after they scored, you've got T- Scott McTominay. I think he handballed it three times in one oh, go. Yeah, nice of him to debut his juggling act. He thought he was playing volleyball out there. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> He's filming Top Gun three. That's not a pen. Yeah, it is mad. Just the, the especially because it's like if you have these directives, like, and we know they're not going to keep this up for the whole season. So it's almost no, like that's the thing. Why try and do these? When they do, you remember when they had. Uh, what was it with penalties that like shirt pulling they were actually giving penalties for it I know and it lasted I about remember. six games and Everton had like three or four penalties for themselves in like four games and Calvert-Lewin was amazing um, and then <laughs> because like fundamentally in every game there should be like three four five penalties oh, but they just don't least. want Definitely. it to happen which is Practically weird every corner. which is weird because like every other like I know it's a bit Americanism but you look at those sports like it's all about driving up the score and getting higher scoring games whereas in football it seems everything is contrived to keep the scores as low as possible <laughs> do you know why that is Chuck I can tell you why that is because Otherwise, Liverpool win 13, 15 nil. No, against that's because Bournemouth. the sport was invented in England, and you guys hate fun. Come on, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. You have to really fucking earn anything other than a nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, that's about twenty minutes more than I want to spend on referees. Can we talk about the soccer of this one? Erling Holland, really good. City. No, no, um, I'm done with the fixture. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> but the only thing no, I will say is care. Chuck. When, when, because I didn't see the three o'clocks until much later, because obviously. You, you were know, supporting your local team, yeah. obviously. Well, yeah, I was, his local well, team I, was also playing at three o'clock. <laughs> I, I was listening to Posh because I paid to listen to the commentary. So, yes, I was listening to Peterborough. I wasn't there because they were playing. Who were we? Oh, we were at Derby. Oh, awful business. Um, so, anyway, I was in a way supporting my local team. But what I was going to say is. 
when when ch- the messages come through from Chuck and he's aggrieved, he's aggrieved, and I I understand it. There was a a definite part of me that went, oh, here we go. There's a fan who's who's just not not happy that his his decisions haven't gone his way, and there was definitely a part of me that thought that, and. Uh, and then I saw them, and I was like, "That should have been a red, and that shouldn't have been disallowed." And I was yep. like, "Oh fucking yep. hell, he yep. was right this time." Yeah, yeah. We get very emotional about stuff, mm. and but then there's some just very clear things that you think that that doesn't need a video pass, really, to figure that one yeah. out. Like neither of those instances required a video pass, and I don't know what happened. And yeah. it, it's a shame because it does. It does sort of, imagine the game. Imagine the game because that would have been Palace 3 0. 3 0, right? Yeah. 3 0. And then 3 0 and, and a man up. And Harlan goes off. Harlan goes off. Imagine. Yeah. It. So like, then, yeah, then it know. might have only been 3 0. You know, these are the things <laughs> that can happen. But well, yeah, quite. we, you know, you don't learn a hell of a lot. Even at Palace's level or teams that, like, teams that are outside the top six, you don't learn a hell of a lot about them in games like this. And you need a hell of a lot to go right in order for wins points to happen that happened last year with the 2-0 and the 0-0 against them that's just a fact and so when some of those things don't go against you you get those incidents like you said and you're also happening to play the best team in the world who have just added one of if not the best strikers in the world you're going to struggle especially if you sit back so did we learn did I learn a whole lot about Palace in this one no would probably have liked if we went 2-0 up not to just sit back try and sit back for 65 minutes because it wasn't going to work and yeah City just going to City Erling Haaland has scored six goals in his first four Premier League games so you know he's just a fucking monster all right in terms of the uh the Manchester City narrative then, because like Chuck just said, we didn't really learn that much about Palace here, but we maybe are learning some stuff about City, question mark. Are we looking at the seven goals that they've scored in the last two games or the five that they've conceded in the last two games? And are either of those anything to note at all? I don't feel you? like they are, like in the goals conceded, are anything to note really. I know City are usually impervious when it comes to defence, but like... I I don't know. I th- I feel like there's not anything to massively worry about when you're talking about the 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 start of a season. And I I I don't know. They've always they've they've come through at the minute. Other than um, a single draw, they have managed to come through. Albeit they needed a referee's help here. Um, but mm. I I yeah. I I haven't got anything vastly intelligent to say about City other than. If they figure out that Haaland is always where he is, like they seem to in this match, like mm. with with his constant sort of run, then drop off, then run, then drop off, you know, if, if he doesn't yeah. get the ball. And if they just keep putting the ball in the right place, then they will keep scoring more than the other team. And I am I'm happy to be the layman on this podcast. And it's as simple as that with City, that I think if they keep just popping the ball into the right area... He will always be there, and he's fucking massive. <laughs> like, so, if you pop it on his head, <laughs> he's he'll bang it big. in. If you pop it on his foot, he'll put it in. It's not, you know, it, yeah. it, he's just something else. Yeah. And I think that it City can afford a couple of games like this where they go two down. And admittedly, it was a bit of a, you know, it, the the first goal was a bit of an odd one, wasn't it? Like it was uh, mm. Kyle Walker assisting John Stones for Palace to score. So it was a weird one. And, you know, it's... A goal born in Yorkshire. <laughs> Indeed. So 
they, you know, they can afford some odd things like that if they're yeah. going to be able to score hat tricks uh, from from a striker they didn't have before. Yeah, if this is yeah. the adjustment period, pfft. yeah, just imagine how good they're going to be once Foden learns to pass to Holland. <laughs> well, he finally <laughs> fucking did the prick. Had to be against Palace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move on? We had Liverpool nine, Bournemouth zero, Liverpool three point four to Bournemouth zero point. Was this, or, is, is this the Burnley? Do you want me to play the Burnleys? No? No? Okay. <laughs> I mean, as overperformances go. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're never going to generate nine, but you're going to generate 3.4. You're going to have a good fucking day. Jesus. Yeah. Um, any Anything at all from this, I, other than, wow, Liverpool sure can score goals. Again, with this being in the three o'clock, had to wait till match of the day at the end of the day and put on the highlights. And obviously, when there's high scoring games, most of the highlights are just goals. But genuinely, in the whole highlight package for that match, they showed three touches that Bournemouth had and they were in and around the the Liverpool box. And those three touches leaded to a Liverpool counter-attack and goal. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, they are, Bournemouth are fucked. They have conceded, well, since beating Aston Villa 2-0, lol, um, they are zero goals scored and 16 goals conceded. (laughs) Granted, that is skewed by this result, but even still, that's <laughs> bad. And I love the way, yeah, this is skewed by the goals they conceded. Yeah, yeah, yeah it not, will do not that. the yeah. result. Yeah. Um, also, the other goals they conceded also continue to skew it even more. <laughs> yeah, bad. I mean, granted, they've played, you know, the heavy losses were against Man City, Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, which is interesting because I realised that the four teams Bournemouth have played are the four teams that Palace have played. Exact same um, fixture runs, it must be, <laughs> nice. that it's worked out. And yeah, Scott Parker came out and just said, they're basically shit. He said, like, is this going to be a low point of the season? No, we're probably going to have <laughs> a low point. Possibly not. <laughs> Woo! Oh, captain, my captain. Unbelievable. But he looks fucking handsome saying it. He looks real fucking good saying it, I'll say that. He could say all the bad things he wants to say to me. Rumour has it, every <laughs> rumor has it, every time they conceded a goal, he gained an extra armband on his little cardigan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and you can just see the score graphic in the top left of the picture that's cut off uh, of when Liverpool are nine up and Klopp's just stood there on the sideline with his arm around Scott Parker. Stays, I'm like, gives him a little cuddle. How did he not just headbutt him in that moment? <laughs> That big German bucktooth bastard, I would have laid the absolute nut on him. Like, don't do that. This is on telly, mate. This is on telly. You are bending me over and ripping me a new one right now. Well, Mo Salah didn't, which was brilliant. I love that. Oh, for fuck's Uh, sake. Triple captain, Ian, right? Triple captain Mo Salah, right, Ian? Uh, well, you know me. I'm, right I'm all, decision, I'm a wrong outcome. I'm a decisions man. <laughs> Bad decisions man. <laughs> I mean, me. uh, as I've said a million times, if you can triple captain on a single game week, you have to. It's the obvious play. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. um, <laughs> did we really learn anything about Liverpool here? We learned that they can do it with Firmino still. Like, he, he's not going to do it every <laughs> week, right? But he fucking busted an old performance out. Like, that's a Firmino classic right there. You would think that with two of their best like attackers injured or suspended for red card, like that they might've struggled. Mm. This is not even close to their preferred lineup here. I mean, yeah, it's just lucky really that they had a real statement to make. They were at home and unfortunately Bournemouth are going to be that team. It seems this year so far. Um, 
they're the kind of team that we predicted the most as being bad. What's funny is four games in, they're still not in the bottom three. Jesus, really? <laughs> because, because the it's three teams, start, man. the three teams that I said were going to be shit this season, and I know it's very early days, but yes, I am going to nail my colours this month. Everton, Wolves, and Leicester make up the bottom three. So, <laughs> like oh, this scene. is like Oscar just said, this is a proper weird year. Um, even if you saw by underlying numbers, I mean underlying numbers, yeah, Bournemouth for the worst, um, with <laughs> Nottingham Forest and West sure. Ham down there, and then the other three, Wolves, Everton, and, and Leicester. So. Yeah, very interesting. And I think the what we said before about City conceding, I think it's more probably more indicative of the league as a whole this year as opposed mm. to the good teams being bad because you know, you they you the history books just show that as City 3 3 points, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um yeah. but we are getting a lot more competitive. I mean, just as of today, we look at the total spends in the league. I mean, it's weird, a fucking. It's Super all the league, other man. leagues three times over, right? Is that what it's, it's like? Well, the thing is, I heard today that there's an expectation of about another four hundred million in the next couple of days <sighs> from the Premier League. Um, two hundred million of that is info, um, but the other two hundred is Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> Chel- you know, Chel- Chelsea are knocking on the door of two hundred before the Fafana stuff, which seems to be done at seventy million. So three hundred. West Ham have spent one hundred eighty million. Nottingham Forest, we know they've still got a few signings. They're at 150. Man United at 140. They've still got more signings. Tottenham, Newcastle, all all six of those are above 100 million. So you combine that for close to a billion, and it doesn't really matter what the other teams have done, but they have have spent as well. So Nottingham Forest just... with all their signings and still managed to put out a beautiful British starting eleven. Oh, that Nottingham Forest situation, like where they're buying players and loaning them back to like random teams, and like that shit is approaching like conspiracy theory money laundering the, the owner owns it, it's nothing that the Watford owners haven't been doing for years with Udinese <laughs> the Pozzos they've done it with this year to get them more money they lo- they sold Hassan Kamara to Udinese and then loaned him back to Watford for the year but like sold him for 15 million and so Maranakis who owns uh, Enfo he owns Olympiacos as well so he's yeah he's signing players from Nottingham Forest, loaning them straight out to Olympiacos. But yeah, it's fucking shady. You got to feel at this mm-hmm. point like eighteen signings. They're genuinely, genuinely going to get to twenty. That's not an exaggeration or anything. That you have a twenty-five person squad in the Premier League, so five spots for the team that got them up is a bit. Hmm. <laughs> But, you know, if that clicks, that clicks. Still still playing Steve Cooper. Speaking of getting them up, gentlemen, <laughs> I didn't want to do this at the front. For the banter section at the front, because I can't have, like, only true fans who've committed to being a half hour into this podcast are allowed to hear this. But I have a confession to make. Um, and I haven't told either of you in the slacker. Ian's head perked up immediately. <laughs> I have to say, gentlemen, after four years, I have to swallow my words. I'm a new man, a changed man. Long live the pyramid. What? Wrexham, baby! We are all Team Wrexham in this fucking house. Welcome to Wrexham. I'm a Conference National fan now. This is what it is. Yeah. Unless they're in the league. I don't know. I don't know who's in League 2. Don't tell me if they got promoted or not. No spoilers for the show. I'm not Googling it either. But let's fucking go, Conference National Wrexham. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's the romance of the small coal town and what it means to the people in the community, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what it is. They live and breathe by these clubs, Ian. And like, it means so much to them. Fuck the international fans. They don't care about Americans and whether they want this team to exist or not. In my opinion, doesn't mean shit. But I, oh, the romance of it. It's beautiful. It's breathtaking. If you came into hundreds of millions of dollars, would you buy Peterborough and uh, like make them a project of yours to get into the Premier League? Is this you? Are you making a pitch right now? Are you making a pitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just needs his posh coin to pay out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I desperately need him in the championship. I need my fifteen percent bonus. <sighs> yeah, long live the pyramid, man. The Good. league outside the league—that's where the true football fans are. Is down, yeah, down in the, like the fifth tier. Talk to me about that. <laughs> Not in the football league. <laughs> also, no spoilers. <sighs> this show started two years. There's an acceptable time has passed <laughs> no for this spoilers. to be. No spoilers. What are you going to do? Well, I just Not don't. Look t- at I don't know if they went up or not. So just don't. What tell if they me. do That's a season all. two, Oscar? You can't look then. If the season two releases, season, you're always going to be a year behind in football. Then eventually, Wrexham will be in the Premier League, and you're like, don't tell me what happened. <laughs> hey, they're a team that's not in the big six plus Palace, so I wouldn't know what happened to them anyway, even if they were in yeah, the Premier Long way to go. Long way to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it begins with W, so you're yeah, definitely exactly. fucked. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Yeah, Wrexham. I'm wrecked if they come up. But yeah, man, Wrexham, check it out. I, I told Nick to watch it. He loved it. Anybody who hasn't watched it, welcome to Wrexham. Very romantic. Genuinely, like, I'm like a supporter of a small team now, so. There we go. Love that. Love it. Should we give out Burnley of the Week whilst we're talking about small teams? Sure. What's the Burnley of the Week? Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the Week. Southampton nil, Manchester United one. <laughs> Southampton generating one point one six, and Manchester United generating one point one. You know why it's undeserved? Because fuck them. That's why they're the Burnley of the week. Uh, see also Everton um, as Brentford generated two point eight xg against them uh, to Everton's yeah, one point five, with it being a one all draw. Uh, so yeah, very tough. Um, Frankie Lamps getting another point somehow, but yeah, um, I'm just going to give it to Man United there. The only thing I would say about Man United is it's just it's annoying me the level of of Twitter discourse from Man United fans. You're getting of see, we're fine, we're absolutely fine. It's like you beat Southampton one mm-hmm. nil and it not even convincingly. Let's calm, let's calm down a little bit. You know, I know you did number on Liverpool, fair enough. But then, then came what should be an easy game against Southampton, and I think they made a fucking meal out of it. Well, so Southampton just, should have had a penalty. Uh, once we're seeing Casemiro over McTominay in that lineup, they're going to be a very different team. I continue to be afraid of Man United and the sleeping giant that they are. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, maybe, but that's what it's one player. It's still a, it's, it's still behind the scenes an absolute fucking yeah. dumpster fire with no decent facilities when you compare hey, it to fucking. They just spent the, you know eighty million pounds on a winger. The, sure. At the start of the window, they could have bought for 45. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good business, guys. This is good business, business. Because you wait and then you allow your investment to mature. And then, <laughs> you know, that way you, it's worth more. This yeah. guy, Anthony. That is indeed what Ajax have done. <laughs> yeah. They should talk to Todd Bowley and get themselves a president you're talking, of business. You're talking about fucking money laundering. Eric Eithag <laughs> has done more for Ajax in the last five weeks. <laughs> oh, he's got some Ajax coin. Don't you worry about that. 150 million. Straight, uh, straight siphon that straight into Amsterdam, baby. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Fuck me. Uh, anyway, Oscar, do you want to talk about Chelsea? 
Sure. Yeah. Chelsea 2, Leicester City 1, Chelsea 1.9 to Leicester's 1.7. The XG missing the key element here, which is that Conor Gallagher got himself a fucking red and a half, basically, in about 10 minutes. Really, really, really stupid. But Chelsea looked incredible after that. Chelsea outplayed Leicester down to 10 men. So I should say. The reason the XG ended up pretty even is because Chelsea outplayed the Leicester very, very handily for 80 minutes and then battened down the hatches because they had a <laughs> lead and tried to protect it for the last 10 and invited shot after shot on themselves. So it was a little sketchy at the end there. If I'm being honest, maybe 2-2 wouldn't have been that most surprising thing. But I think that they looked so good after 10 men was a really good sign. Sterling scored, got off, got his, you know, Chelsea account started with a brace. Really nice curler for the first one. Bit of a deflection, but we'll give it to Raheem on that. And the big thing for me is even before the red card, they came out in a, it, we, if you remember, cast your minds all the way back to two days ago or three days ago, whenever this was, the lineup got announced and we were flipping out that it was just going to be the same fucking thing with Ruben at right wing back. It was the, basically the same 11, but with Trevor Shaloba instead of Koulibaly for his red card as last week, but then they came out and they were in maybe a 4-3-3-4-2-3-1-4-4-2, not quite clear, because it was like a really hybrid system, but it was decidedly a back four, with Cucurella at left back and Reese James at right back, not at right wing back, um, and Ruben, man, put him in the midfield and he looked fucking great. I don't know if you guys watched this or watched any highlights of it or anything, but Ruben was like progressing the ball, doing the midfield things that you need a midfield to do. Um, and they looked good. Connor Gallagher, still not a midfielder, better in a three, but still has no idea how to tackle. So he got himself sent off a bit overexcited. I'm not even mad at him about it. Um, but I think now that Kovacic is healthy, he came on, he played a little bit. Hopefully, I really, really, really am holding on to that hope that we'll sign either Frankie de Jong or some other central midfielder this week. Um, might be the last we see of Connor Gallagher, unless he pops up in a Palace jersey next week. Um, cause you guys might be in for him, but I'm, I'm feeling good about this Chelsea result. Obviously when you win with 10 men, that's got to feel good. But I, more than anything, the thing I was happy about was the formation change and the tactical changes that Tuchel made, basically admitting that he fucked up last week and that he fucked up at the end of the game against Spurs. Like that's not an easy thing for managers to do, especially tactical ones like that. Like they can get really wedded to their ideas, really kind of stubborn. And we've seen that from Tuchel. So for him to come out and not say in words, but say in formation choices that like, I fucked up and we need to try other stuff for this to work was really nice to see. And, you know, it's just Lester, but like, we looked really good again with 10 men. Like we kept them back. We like bossed that game for a solid 80 minutes there. So that's where I'm at on that one. I don't know. Um, either of you have any FPL assets in Chelsea or want to shit on Lester or say nice things about Chelsea in addition to what I've said. Ian, how are you feeling on Chelsea? Give me Say something nice so I feel nice. I don't want to upset you, but I do just sort of struggle too because it's Lester. And I don't know what Leicester are at the minute. That, 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 do you know Shit, what I mean? It's so weird. And I don't really get, like, Brendan Rodgers doesn't seem to be, I don't know, like he's a he's a manager with a big personality in the game and, and a decent reputation previously. So I'm sort of surprised he's not mouthing off a bit more in press conferences about the fact that absolutely nothing has happened other than losing players. We've obviously, as as we record, we've got a few days till the till the transfer window closes. But there is there is just no noise, is there, about Leicester doing anything? Uh, we're doing other... our best to give them a transfer budget. Like, yeah, from I'll one, just... like we're like here. Do you want two hundred million dollars <laughs> to play with? No, you don't. Okay. Leicester isn't money. They they don't need money, but they've just got 
too many players to actually have a squad. I'm very surprised that we're this late on and it seems like they're going to keep Madison and Tielemans. I'm I'm quite surprised yeah. about that. I'd take Tielemans at Chelsea, honestly, unless he's a bad person, I don't know, but if he isn't, he's a pretty decent midfielder. I think he's underrated. I think he could do very, I think he could do very well. But yeah, so I, I don't mean to shit on Chelsea at all, but I just think this is a bit of a, a, a bit of a nothing result. I get that you're saying, yeah, ten men happy to dispatch any Premier League team with ten men, of course, especially because it was relatively early on. I think Conor Gallagher's first yellow was not that was dubious whether it was a yellow, but once you've got that yellow, you he's can't just then an do excited little did. puppy, and then he, he gets he's home. Very, he's very he really excited. wants to play for Chelsea. Gets his first start <laughs> at the bridge, and he just runs around and humps the lamp and pisses on <laughs> pisses on the sofa. And honestly, the second yellow could have been a red on its own anyway. So, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't no, know no. whether I agree, but I, I I can certainly see what you're saying. It was it was a hundred percent a yellow and maybe an orange. No, it just wants and, to force a move to Palace. That's it. <laughs> well, maybe. But the, the, I, I both simultaneously thought, what a fucking idiot, and really felt for him because you could see the second he did it, he was like, oh, fucking hell, this this is not. Yeah. These few games I've had with Chelsea have not gone how I wanted them to go because mm-hmm. they haven't have they? No, after they the not. season he had with Palace, which was incredible. So, yeah, all I, all I would say is this is a very much, as, as we've got to be with everything because the season's still very young, but it was very much a jury's out type thing with, with Chelsea so far. You know, sure. down to 10 men, but it was only Leicester. But you can only beat what you've got in front yeah. of you and deal with the situation that Conor Gallagher put you in. So that's fair enough. And you and you did do that. And as you say, you then shut down and dealt with some pressure, to be fair, and, uh, and defended decently against it. So I think you can only be happy with this result. I just don't think it necessarily says very much. Yeah, fair enough. Like I said, for me, the big thing more than the result was the tactical changes and the formation change. Yeah. If we can see a 4-3-3 at the start of the next game, like, I'll be fucking over the moon. Um, But yeah. Shall we talk uh, Nottingham info Tottenham? This one's for all the Ottenhams. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I enjoyed that. That was good. I'm so pleased with myself. Uh, Tottenham, get all the Ottenhams. So... (laughs) <laughs> you had to slightly mangle the pronunciation, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, anything that any, two point seven to one point oh zero two on the scoreline? No, I don't that, know. that pun is the best thing about the game. So that's it. There you <laughs> that's go. true. That's All true. Right. Then shall we? Uh, I mean, we kind of got FPL out of the way. Is there anything let's else quiz. to plug, or should we get no, to the quiz? Bluff for time. It's bluff for time. Time for quiz. Quiz is bluff. Bluff the quiz. Quiz the bluff. Oh, yeah. Oscar bluffer, said, yeah. do the things. Uh, I realized last week that we didn't explain the bluffer. So for any new listeners, oh, I'm going to give easy. a category. They're <laughs> no, probably not. Board, they haven't no, made it this far, It's but... late. It's late, man. Let's just fucking go. That's <laughs> nah, fine. Uh, I'll give them a category. There's a certain number of items in that category. They take turns betting how many they can say. And then whoever calls the bluff has to make it. If they miss, the Ian, other person gets the point. Bit. And Ian, since Chuck is being obnoxious, I will throw to you first. One, two, three, four, or five. What would you like? One. One. Now, as a reminder, these all five of today's bluffers are from the second of the bluffer original bluffer trilogy mid-pandemic episodes. There were 15 categories. I have chosen five from that day. You've heard these all before. This one was Chuck's. And in an effort to be fair to the two of us, uh, he did this, but I'm going to keep the two things. And this is the list of presidents of the United States or prime ministers from the UK, starting with the year that Chuck was born, which is 1991. So since 1991, how many of the US presidents slash UK prime ministers can you name? 
So a total of 12. Uh, Ian is bidding first. He's just he's just going to say 12. <laughs> no, I'm not because I, I, I go with what I've sort of generally got written down. I can't write that fast. So I will go seven to start with. Okay, I'll just say 12 then. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, that's probably the move I should have done, yeah. <laughs> Fucking A, all 12. All right. Yeah. Let's have well it. Prime Ministers, oh, do I have to say their names? Um, <laughs> that is how this works, yes. Boris Johnson, Theresa May, David Cameron, Tony Blair, Gordon Brown, uh, and John Major. Very good. Six for six on the Prime Ministers. I'm thinking I should have gone back to World War II, Ian. I apologize if this was That's too right. easy and it's a point for Trump. <laughs> no, I, I should have been 12. He's absolutely right. That's true. You should have. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, uh, George W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton, and the other George Bush. Ooh, yeah, all right. I'll give it to you. Oh, I would expect <laughs> you to know his two middle initials. Um, good. George Bush, the senior. Very George good. George H. W. Bush. Yeah, wow, definitely point to Chuck. That is exactly correct. Very Herbert good. Walker Bush. Herbert Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Very good. All right, Chuck gets that one. Chuck, you get to pick pick next. Then uh, I will give you your choice of A, B, C, or D. Yeah, just to keep it interesting because you've closed one of the tabs. Uh, I'll just say A. A, all right. Well, we are on to the next one. I fucking smashed the fuck out of this one when it came up. So I'm curious to see what either of you do with it. It is the list of officially full-length released Pixar films. Oh, shit. Not shorts and nothing that hasn't come out yet. The most recent having come out in June of this year. So it is a longer list than before. The total is 26 full-length Pixar films have been released as of August 29th, 2022. You do not need to go in chronological order, for the record. Yeah, yes, no, neither, good. neither did you, but you, <laughs> we, you still impressed us anyway. Um, 12? All right, 12 out of 26. Mr. Stimson, do you want to go halfway? I'll go I'll go 14. Over the halfway mark. Chuck, do you want to go to 15? 15. Or higher. Yeah, I'll go 15. 16. 16. Chuck, do you want to go to 17? 17. Ian, you uh, want to push it into the 20s, you coward. Shut your mouth. 18. <laughs> you say 18? Oh, you've, yeah. got, you've, got, you've probably been to most of these at the cinema. 19? 19 out of 26. Uh, no, no, I'm out. Oh, damn it. <laughs> 19. Okay. Uh, Ian, can you count with your dings? Yeah, uh, I won't do dings, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't ding. Yeah, okay, I'll no count. dings. Uh, okay, the numbers... Uh, Toy Story 1, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> Very good. That's four off the bat. Cars 1, 2, 3. Very good. That's another three, so we are on seven. Uh, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. Good. That's nine. Oh, shit. Uh, Incredibles, <laughs> Incredibles 2. Very good. That is 11 out of 19 that you need. So Monst- eight more. Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. <laughs> Very good. Honestly, Six you've more. Literally rattled off the ones I <laughs> because I was yeah. going for the sequel ones. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the way to go on this. Rack them up. A yeah. psychopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Inside Out. Very good. Love that film. How many is that, Ian? Oh, that's count. fourteen. That's fourteen. Fourteen. Up. Four more. Oh, I didn't have up. And now I'm stuck. Oh my god! I'm really drawing a blank. Oh, The Good Dinosaur. That's the terrible one, isn't it? That is, yes. Three more. Um, is Wreck-It Ralph? Boom! 
Wreck-It Shit, Ralph is a I'm Disney lucky. film, I believe. It's uh, not. It's not. Fuck. It's I'm either Disney or, or DreamWorks. I think it's Disney, though. But it's not. Right. Yeah, it's Disney because the princesses are in it. But it is yeah. not a Pixar. I apologize. Oh. Ian, did you have any others you wanted to throw out there? I had three more. I had Soul. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah that was yeah. the first pandemic one. Yeah. I had uh, Ratatouille. Yeah. Yes. Must be. Mm-hmm. 2007. And uh, Wally. Think. Yeah, 2008. But I didn't have up. I didn't have the good dinosaur. Yeah, so that was a. That you was could a have tough also one. had Bugs Life. Um, Bugs Life. Yeah. Brave. Oh, I forget that's Coco. a Pixar. Mm. Oh, and Coco. Coco I had Onward, Coco in Soul, my head. Luca, Turning Red, and Lightyear. Lightyear being the most recent one. Oh, oh shit! Right. Turning... Wait, Lightyear counts. Oh, oh I haven't watched that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's Pixar. It's that's... Toy Story. So. Seems weird that Wreck It Ralph isn't. Anyway. I, I agree with yeah. you. If yeah. I'd have thought of Wreck-It Ralph, I'd have probably written it down. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. All right, Lucky. so point to Ian there, tied up Good job, on Ian. one each. Which means, Mr. Stimson, is your turn. Would you like... I did numbers, I did letters. Uh, triangle, star, or circle? Uh, star. Star. All right. This was a controversial one last time. It's hopefully no. not going to be as controversial this time. I am currently on benjerry.co.uk. These are Ben and Jerry's flavors in... The United Kingdom, as listed by their website, their own oh. website, as of today. I literally loaded it. I don't think I don't think there was controversy on this one. There was, because you guys were like, that doesn't still exist. There's no way. But we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten flavors listed on their current website. Is that all? So I'm guessing you're not counting core topped. <laughs> and this is why I'm losing this category. Sunday. No, I'm not, because this happened last time. This happened last time, and you sorry, got it, Ian. Did I say 10? I meant 15. 15 flavors that you can buy as a tub. Ice cream tubs. Classic flavors. Okay, oh but like... I'll read God. the little blurb to you while you're writing your answers down. Ian, Ben and Jerry's ice cream tubs are the classic way to dig into your favorite flavors <laughs> with a U. Grab your favorite spoon and dig into your ice cream adventure. Chunk after chunk and swirl after swirl. It's the quickest route to the great state of euphoria that we know of. Whether you're craving name, name, or anything in between, <laughs> there's a Ben and Jerry's ice cream tub just for you. Uh, seven. Classic bid. Seven. Chuck, do you want to go take us over the halfway mark of, of the 15 Nine. Favorites? I'll go nine. Ow. Yeah. Go Fuck. On. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, Ian, you coward. Nine, Wait, Chuck. I, but the thing is, you're, what you're left with is because this is you either know them or you don't. I'll get up to what I know and then I'll go vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's true. What is Ben and Jerry? What is wrong with just a good solid vanilla? <laughs> Yeah, honestly, please. There's some of us are picky eaters, and I need the vanilla flavor yeah. option. Can we please but do it? All right, Chuck, I'm going to need nine. Are the topped ones in there? Are there any of them that say uh, topped or have like a colon or anything? No. <laughs> these are just classic tubs right, cool. flavors. Nine. Thank you. How many? Nine. Fuck. Uh, nine, yes. Pahish pe- food. <laughs> yes. Pahish food. One. Uh, cookie dough. Two. Chocolate fudge brownie. Yes, three. Uh, baked Alaska. Correct, four. I wish these were yeah. alphabetical. And now I'm stuck. <laughs> what, that I'm giving them to you alphabetically? Sorry. <laughs> no, in the, on their website, there's no rhyme or reason to this order. I need five more from you, sir. Caramel choo-choo. Yes, very good. Four more. Uh, the problem is I mix the American flavors in my head. It's not fun. Um, Netflix and chilled. Yep, very good. Which means Cone <laughs> Together will be there. Yes, excellent. Fuck and me. I believe you need one more to get the point here. No, two more. 
Two more? Yeah. I can't count. Damn Two it. more, please. Nearly. Uh, comment was a birthday cake. It's like cake. a strawberry one, and it's got sprinkles and shit in it. I see it in the shops. That is not the name. Do you want to? There's something I don't. Ian, do you want to give him a mulligan there to be more specific, or because I could kind of see what you might be thinking of, but there's like a couple that are on the fence. There's nothing called birthday cake, but I'm well, trying to be nice here. I don't know what it is, so <laughs> it's hard for me to All say right, that. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. There's nothing called birthday cake. There's something called caramel brownie party, and there's something nope, called strawberry cheesecake. No, never heard of either of them. Again. All right. Well, there you go. Cherry Garcia was that there? Cherry Garcia is. Not available in the UK? What yes, the fuck? Yes, good. Yeah, I know. Uh, Chunky Monkey? Would that still have been there? I don't think so. I'd have been out uh, anyway then. Chunky Monkey is there, yes. Any others you want to throw out? Peanut Butter Cup, I have written down. Peanut Butter Cup. I always forget Peanut Butter Cup and I love it. Yes, Peanut Butter Cup. Yep, that's there. That's all there I have extra. There we go. You could have also had uh, Rain Dough Cookie Dough Twist. Cookie Dough and Cookie Dough Switched Up. Half-Baked Caramel Sutra. Half-baked. Um, oh, and then I believe you said su- all the other ones. Caramel Sutra is a core flavor, I swear. It's uh, Take it up with Ben and Jerry's website. It is listed <laughs> on their ice cream tubs. Oh, don't worry. The letter is being written as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe the scores are 2-1 to Ian. This one's for the win. Chuck, to defend from Ian getting the win, do you want left or right? Left Twix. Left Twix. All right, Chuck. <clears throat> oh, no. There were... 32 teams at the 2018 World Cup in the group stage. Oh How many God. countries from the 2018 World Cup can you name? This was the tournament that got out. This podcast did start, I believe, the third time this category has come up on the bluffer. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, just guessing countries. <laughs> yeah. It pretty we much talked about literally 16. all of these games. Yeah, of 16. course we did. But, you know. 16. All right. 16 from the That's nice. Thing. He's gone for the... Yeah, he's gone for half. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go 17 just to give myself time to write down things. 18. Cheater. 18. Oh, fuck you then. I'm going to start writing things as well. <laughs> well, definitely. There's 32 of them. Um, 19. 19. Uh, 20. 20. Go on. Go 20. Oh, go why? for 20 for the win. Ian, you're not going to take a single category this week? No. Fair no. enough. That's how he wins. He did beat us this way, Chuck. He just lets us yeah. like bid high if enough. If you get twenty, we... you win. There we go. Yeah, well, I can't get twenty. Probably shouldn't have bid twenty. Well, oh, if you get twenty, you get to force the fifth category. If you don't, then it is over for Ian getting the point this week. I don't remember any of the groups. I don't remember any of them. Any of the groups that's, as a whole. Uh, and unfortunate, that's given that you're about to try to name so it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to guess countries. That's going to okay. be it. Uh, so Russia. One. Uh, Brazil. Two. Argentina. Three. Oh, England England played Panama. Yes, and I'll give you England there as well. England, Panama. <laughs> Four. Yes. Five. Uh, five, yeah, very good. Peru, they had lovely kits. Yep. Now the rest of South America, I don't remember which ones got knocked out or not. So uh, let's go to Europe. France. Good, seven. Spain. Eight. Portugal. Nine. Belgium. Ten. Switzerland. Eleven. Austria. Boo! 
Nope. Did you mean to say Australia? I did not. <laughs> when yeah. he was going through European teams. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Italy or Netherlands. I knew that because okay. they didn't qualify. Yeah. Um, Poland, I would have said. Then I would have just guessed other countries. Ian, play your music. All right, well, the score Woo! now stands 3-2 to two for the season. Uh, the fifth category was Shakespeare's Plays. I don't know who put Shakespeare's cool. Plays. I think that one was uh, Ian's category for that week. Oh, that was Chuck's. Okay, there you go. I, feel like I, I went back and listened to all three episodes, but... Uh, congrats, Ian. Good job. Next week, th- five more categories from the third trilogy episode, and then we're done with the bluffer. <laughs> there we go. We are on game week five eve as we record. Uh, we've got Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday game uh, coming into uh, this week, and then we've got games again on Saturday. So we start the double yeah. game week bullshit really right early this legs. season. Yeah, run until your legs bleed. Uh, so the next time we record, fuck knows what we'll talk about. The transfer window would have slammed shut. Um, as it were, and we'll have a shitload of fixtures to talk about, so we'll probably um, check up on Ian's fish. Uh, but <laughs> thank you very much, as ever, for listening. I'm still here, just waiting for Ian to uh, oh, well, read yeah, the things out. Okay, I'm not yeah, reading cool. the fixtures. <laughs> okay, no, I've fine. got Game of Thrones to watch. This is ridiculous now. <laughs> just deleting the terrible countries I picked. Didn't even write down Austria. This is the thing. Uh, say goodbye, Oscar. Bye. Say goodbye, Ian. Bye. Remember, join us on the Slack. Join our FBL team. Join the Predictor League. It closes soon. Thank you, as ever, to our producers. We've got Nate, Mark, Sam, Jeff, Andy, and Tom. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.